All right. All right, all right. How are you doing? You well? You well? Are you happy? Are you happy? The restrictions have been lifted. 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 Me, I'm on lifted. Brad got lifted. Lifted. About time. About bloody time. I'm not even giving them credit. I'm just saying that's what they did. Those two pigs. <laughs> Me, I'll Martin, you goddamn pig, man. Um, and I tell you, the first place I'm going is Coppers, man. Oh, my God, man. I know the pints are shade, man, but oh, my God, the crack. Um, no, I, I don't know what I'll do. do you know what? I'm actually really worried about the phone mode I'm going to get. I've totally, this is how my mind works. I'm totally not relieved at all about the fact that I get to do my job <laughs> in comedy. I don't feel, I don't, I don't, I'm not focused on the fact that all of my friends in comedy get to continue and actually get paid. I'm not focused on the fact that my tour actually gets to happen. The fact that I get to kind of go out, see my friends. Uh, all I'm focused on is the FOMO. <laughs> that I'm going to have that I didn't have for the month of January when everyone was all indoors. That's my only priority is avoiding FOMO. And that is that healthy? I don't think so, you know. Um, people haven't seen each other in months. People aren't getting paid. So that is the main focus here. But I tell you, it, it will. It will. The FOMO will. That's, that's the obvious thing. It's obviously that's great, right? That goes without saying. That's obvious that that's great, that I get to continue my career. But I tell you, don't mind the bloody Abita phone party. More, more like the bloody FOMO party. Uh, I'm there in my bikini uh, up to my neck in FOMO while they're Blair, Blair and David get you know. Don't mind uh, going up a hill having some uh, magic mushrooms at the Copenhagen full moon party. I'm talking about eating some regular portobello mushrooms at home as I look on Instagram at the FOMO party. <laughs> Where the, all the pints that I'm not at. And it's not that I'm not invited. It's just, uh, you know, you know, uh, look, it's not that... <laughs> No, it's good that we all get to continue. And actually, anyway, Tony Bloody Hula Hand, Tony Bloody Hula Hoop Man, Hula Hula Girl, more like. We're all having a party. <laughs> no, listen, come here to me. How are you? You well? Look, I have a great guest today. I have a guest today. It's Shane Daniel Byrne. And uh, he's, a very, oh, he's a funny man. He's a funny fucker. Sorry for swearing. I'm never swearing again. 2022. Um, but he's a very funny man. And um, I could talk to him for, for hours. I've become pally with him in the last year or two um, and because uh, we worked on the odd thing. And um, and he's just a great man to chat to. He came in to talk about scouts. And what's weird is, right, you know, I went to scouts. And I always viewed myself as like a kind of, um, I mean, I talk about it. Like I, I, I paint a picture of me being a kind of chubby frigid, you know, uh, afraid of girls, um, not doing sports. And I kind of paint myself, you know, not as a kind of a Todd Phillips outcast freak, <laughs> but as kind of you know, I suppose a bit of a loner, a bit of a weirdo, maybe maybe a bullied, maybe a bullied. But talking to him about scouts, and I remember all the things that I did, and these are the stories that we've all been kind of like dining dining out on me and my friends. But what times we were in scouts, real realize I'm a fucking asshole. I was an asshole. He's telling me these amazing stories about how he would do like you know setting up camps and stuff like that. He would kind of like put on a show for like the. You know, the 14, or 12, 12 and 11 year olds. Well, uh, he was, you know, he was like the fire pit master, him and his friend. They'd kind of do bits and they'd sing songs, be a little bit risque, but not too bad for the kids. I just think this was brilliant. And I'm thinking, oh, I remember those guys. I used to shout at them and ruin their fun, <laughs> like ruin their fun. Not me personally, but maybe being in a group that would do that, you know. But me, there's me being insecure, trying to be liked by these people, you know. And I tell you, he just made me realize he's a, he's a man. He went to a, a good Protestant scouting group, which is the way you should do. None of this kind of self-doubting 
you know, uh, Catholic shite. You know what I mean? Just, uh, I'm getting too deep already in this, but just, I found just he, you know, he had a scouting experience that was like, I'm going to get, I'm actually going to get into this. I'm going to do the things, but we're still going to have a bit of fun. We just went in pure anarchy. We just couldn't treat anything on the level of like sincerity, you know? That's why that film, that Tim Heidecker movie that he's in, the 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 comedy, rings so true with me because it's just these giant man children who just live in a perpetual state of irony, you know. And I are, are used to, used to relate to that. Just be be in the pocket. Anyway, it was a great chat, and we also had a really nice chat um, about just the mental health of being a comedian. You know, I asked how him writing his show was going because uh, I'm writing my show at the moment, and just the dread that you can feel and just you the you know you feel <laughs> like a like a fraud you know that kind of imposter syndrome um and it was funny that even after the podcast he was talking and i was like oh my god he's so funny i'm so shit right that's what i'm thinking while he's uh, talking you know and then after he finishes uh, and we stopped recording he was like oh sorry about that that probably wasn't particularly interesting and i was all like who is who is the who's getting the payoff for all this do me thinking i'm shit and not good as good as him while he's talking and him uh telling me that he didn't think what he was saying was interesting <laughs> like who's getting the payoff here all there is is just a big charlie brown cloud over to um to very enthusiastic men's heads and it was a really nice chap um he's a very fun guy he has a gig on saturday March 26th. It is the same day as my Vicar Street show, but if you're not going to that, I highly recommend you go to uh, his show in the Liberty Hall Theatre. He was telling me about some of the stuff he has planned, and it sounds like a really fun show. Um, so I highly recommend you check him out. And also, he'll be doing gigs. Look out on his social media, at Shane Dan Byrne on, uh, on Instagram, because I'm sure he'll be doing gigs. Also, I'm talking about Shane's show. I've got a tour, Pony. And uh, I know you were hesitant to buy tickets, because uh, you weren't necessarily sure what was going to happen with the restrictions. But guess what? It's fine now. All the gigs are going to go according to plan. It's a very exciting time. Pony is kicking off in Westport on the 25th of February. That's Friday, the 25th of February in the Town Hall in Westport. The next night, February 26th in Galway in the Black Box. Then on Friday, March 4th in Dolan's in Limerick. Had such a wonderful time the last time I was there. Um, then the 24th of March, Vicker Street. That is still the only Vicker Street that's available now and tickets are flying for that so you'll want to get in there quick then a bit of a break and the 21st um the 21st of april in the spirit store in dundalk then april 24th in the set theater uh, in kilkenny that's a sunday uh, april 28th in greystones in the whale theater may 1st cork big massive show in the everyman theater very excited about that and that'll be the end of the tour so do go on to link tree my link tree for all the links to those tickets that's l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash tony horror l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e slash tony horror or just the link in my instagram bio uh, for all of those tickets anyway here shane's gonna chat to you now bye-bye how was how was your writing? Well, uh, maybe we can get into it here. Um, Shane, you've just come back from your writer's retreat. Yes, in prep for your show. Self-imposed. Yeah. It, I, I mainly I was excited because it had a stove. For oh yeah. Thing. So she was like, first fires on us," and I was like, "Great, thanks so much." And then I went and burnt it all and had a fire twenty four hours a day. <laughs> so that was kind of, and then I would put the things in the fire and then watch the fire, watch the things, then open the gate, watch all that. Mm. So that mainly did, but. Like writing shows, like it's all well and good to go see a show, go yeah. see comedies. Like this is yeah. fun, yeah. but it's so miserable on the other side. Everything before that's so crap. Yeah. 
being a comedian or being a performer or whatever. It's like, this is crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to sit on your own. You have, like, post-its because you think that'll help. Mm-hmm. And then you don't use the post-its. And then you spend half an hour putting the post like remember you're doing your study in school and you wouldn't yeah. study because you'd make the timetable of study with the- <laughs> yeah it's perfectly like lined pr- really good lines highlighted yeah and sellotaping piece of paper together but then actually making a show I was like oh, this is dull i'm not funny i'm not even nice you know what i mean <laughs> i'm not even nice yeah i'm not, I'm even, not even a nice man i'm not a, i'm not a nice man i'm not a good person so why <laughs> why would i do this like i'm pathetic like what an idiot and, do, um <laughs> i've i mean re- realistically it is it's the half an hour after the show, isn't it? That's the only good part. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. <laughs> after, no, after a good one. Yeah, after a good like, one. Many of them are like, fine. Yeah. You perform and you're like, yeah, that was fine. They yeah. enjoyed it, but I could have done better. They don't know I could have done better, but still, yeah, go on, a few things to work out. Yeah. And you go back and you write in your little notebook and then you kind of enjoy it. And then someone says, well done, that was great. And you go, oh, thanks so much. And then you feel great for 30 seconds. And then it's like, well... I'm pathetic and I'm going to castrate myself. So, uh, <laughs> I, when I was doing a bit of um, therapy, I've... Um, that's hot. Right, I've, right, it's hot. Right. I've jacked it in, though. I'm doing guitar lessons instead now, this year. That's the same. <laughs> it is to me. No, that's the you same. Know? It's, yeah. it's just all about expressing yourself. And I'm choosing sound, uh, mm-hmm. music this Sonically, time. Sonically, yeah. Um, no, but I, the, my therapist did actually point out, which maybe I'm thinking I shouldn't have quit it. Um, he was like, you do realize every time you, uh, like if I meet you on a Tuesday, if you had a gig over a weekend, you say it's bad. He said, you're always saying it's bad. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. and then we have this conversation over and over. It's like, well, did people like it? Yeah. And did people, do you think people knew that it was bad? And like, no. And it's the same, like this exact same cycle. Every like, I, be... I find getting off a stage, someone's like, that was a great show. I'm like, what are you getting me down? Why are you trying to get me down? Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to wind me up? You have to be careful. Your therapist doesn't become your comedy coach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Comedy's very emotional and everything yeah. in terms of what you put yourself through, but that's not what therapy is for. It's for the rest of your stuff. <laughs> it is, yeah. And just yeah. like, well, you know, God. <laughs> I was like, I liked it. You know, they, I don't know. Yeah, you can't. Anyway, but that's great. Um, yeah. I so hope the guitar lessons are going well. No, they're going really well. I learned, um, I learned um, She's So Heavy by the Beatles. So I was, you know, I'm into the Beatles again uh, after Get Back documentary. I didn't watch it. Oh, it's good. I think you, I think actually, funnily enough, you might find, okay, (laughs) that was a big roll of your eyes. No, I just, (laughs) I just, I'm one of those assholes who's like, "Mm, I'm not watching that. Yeah, fair. I saw a tweet about Euphoria and it was like a girl happily asleep and it was like, this is me not watching Euphoria. Mm -hmm. But then I saw someone do the same tweet about Wordle and I was like, you're an idiot. Wordle is great. Wordle is great. Yeah, whatever. I often find, well, the big thing was Game of Thrones and everyone was all like, you know, I just couldn't. And I'm like, well, fine. There's plenty of us. (laughs) We don't need you. You know, we don't need you. You know, it turned out that person was right and that the juice was not worth the squeeze at all. I actually Um, liked Game of Thrones. I was like you. I held off for years. And then I did a a radio play with Jack Leeson, Joffrey. Ah. And I've tried, in my not watching of Game of Thrones, I tried not to be... I don't watch it. I don't know. I don't know. I'd never seen an episode. I yeah, tried yeah, to hide yeah. When you're with King Joffrey, mm-hmm. it's very, that's a really hard task to go, oh, I haven't, like, you want you want him to know you haven't seen it so that you don't think of him as a famous celebrity. Yeah. You might think like, that, you like, it might flatter him or it might kind of lower his guard. Yes. I don't, I don't want him to think like, oh, this guy, he thinks I'm great. I don't yeah. want him to think that. But I also don't, I also don't say, I don't know, I've never seen it. Never seen it. <laughs> this is a new thing I found when I got when I started getting followers on Instagram, big numbers or whatever. Mm-hmm. That I was at a party for Pride outside, socially distant. Okay, and sure. some somebody was saying to me, "Oh, this is hadn't someone I hadn't seen in like a year." She's like, "It's mad, your Instagram, you're doing all this stuff." And I was like, "Yeah, it's deadly." And we're just chatting about it or whatever. And this other girl just like like elbows her way into the conversation. Was like, "Sorry, I don't know if this is rude, but I I just 
I, d- I don't know who you are at all. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I don't know who you are either. Like, I, why are you? Yeah. I was like, we're just chatting because we're friends. Was, yeah. And this is my news. Like, she's telling me about her, her own work as well. I was like, we're catching up. Yeah. We're at a party. That's what it's for. It's not me sitting there going, holding court going. And then I got 20,000. <laughs> well, you should have brought your own dry ice machine. That was a kind of, you're kind of pushing it. Spotlight and dry ice. I wouldn't have worked because like... we were outdoors. I left it at home. <laughs> have you ever had a situation where someone recognizes you from your videos and they're like, oh, that's, that's, that's Shane Dan Byrne. And then someone's, you know, and they're like, oh my God, do you not know who he is? Oh, I haven't had that, no. Oh, and it's, I find it weird when someone's like, you know, do you not know who he, like, and I feel like I'm not, I'm, you know, hey, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, a who, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, just leave it. You just say hello. That's exactly. fine. Don't, I would oh, never yeah, pull a, that. do you know who I am? You know, who, who I am as if other people aren't who's, do you know what I mean? You don't. You don't know who he is. You don't or? know who he is. No, I. I did have a drink with um, our comedy brother, um, uh, Killian Sunderman, and mm. when you're with him, oh, it's the thirst trap. Everyone knows who Killian is. <laughs> All different types of people. Yeah, I usually get like you know uh, Rachel's, Laura's, Sarah's going love to stuff. Oh my God, love Shannon. That's who <laughs> I usually talk to on the street. But everyone knows Killian. Everyone yeah. does. And then sometimes they know you as well, and that's nice. But sometimes they say, but Killian said the waitress said. Uh, the barmaid, she said, uh, she said to Killian, oh, I, I'm a big fan, by the way. And he went, oh, thanks so much. And do you know Shane? <laughs> she went, no. And I was oh. like, shut up. Why are you bringing but me into so this? But that's so him. Like, he, he doesn't, he so doesn't act like he has a quarter of a million people who know who he is. If not more, if not, if not a full mill. Yeah, that's you know? what I say about him. I was like, it's, it's the, I think he found it at the perfect age and he's the perfect person to handle it. You know those people. I would be an asshole. Yeah, you know those people who you'd say, like, when you meet them, you would, you would, you genuinely would say to someone, you'd come home t- to your wife or whatever mm-hmm. and say, he's lovely. Oh, he's really lovely. Yeah. That's what, he's one of those people that's he genuinely is. just extremely nice. Yeah. He makes me kind of feel, because I'm not nearly as, as popular as, no. as he is no, in terms of his not. reach. And the way I act <laughs> is so, <laughs> so uncalled for. If he, if he acts like that with that reach, the way I talk to some people on, you know, three mobile trying to get a reduced bill. <laughs> do you say this is Tony Cantwell? No, no, I don't say this is Tony Cantwell, but I mean, I do, I, I mean, just an I'm an asshole. On the phone. Oh, in general, in general. Oh, I thought you were dropping your name. To, to the, for... <laughs> well, uh, look, I, I have, I have, you know, I, I, I do do a lot of my customer queries through Instagram. Yeah, I do. I do that as well. <laughs> I do do, just in case, just in case. Look, I am not so vacuous as to be swayed by a blue tick. But if someone is, <laughs> then yeah, but I would it can mind. work out badly, it though. It worked to my favor. Because I bought um, a meal kit. Remember those things they had in the lockdowns? Yeah. And then I did a joke on Twitter saying, I didn't know I had to cook this food. What a, what a jip. This is a ripoff or whatever. Oh. An 80 euro chore, I think, is what I said. And <laughs> oh, then the man from the restaurant... DM'd me. I didn't say the restaurant's name, obviously, mm. and he was like, "Hi, this is such and such. I'm from this restaurant, um, and I'm the manager, and also the person who gave you that kit earlier this evening." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So I've learned to be very uh, well behaved from you now. Should have said, "Look, I've been looking for you." It was fucking raw. No, it was funny. It was funny. We had a good time about it. Yeah, and it was funny, and the food was delicious. So, I, but I can't recommend them because I slag them. But name and shame. If anyone wants to DM me of a good restaurant, let me know. Sorry, can I recommend a podcast? Name and shame. Okay, good. Write it down. Yeah, right. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay, you um, people come on uh, on your podcast, and they kind of they name people specifically. <laughs> they accuse they just name people. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they accuse people. They accuse people of like bad service, uh, snubbing them. Um, you know, maybe someone in RTE who was like a bit rude to them. 
Um, oh, actually, name, I'll tell you this off air. I'll tell you when we're finished recording, I'll tell you a good one of them. Oh. Someone gave me one the other day. Now I, can, can, you just, can you tell me and I'll bleep it out? <laughs> well, okay, it's quite long. The person is... Okay. Yeah. Wow. And my friend was outside... This celebrity was outside a pub where he was working, my friend. And he was speaking to one of the celebrity's colleagues who he is friends with. Yeah. And the celebrity turned around and didn't know that he was friends with this woman, turned around and went, sorry, can you just go away and stop annoying us, please? <gasps> and then turned back around to her celebrity business. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, I'll never tell anybody who that is. And I'm really just put a lot of trust in you that you'll bleep I that name out. I will bleep that. Well, yeah. look, just so I, can, so I can give you one, just to show that I will have to do okay, my due good, diligence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked for RTE. Uh, doing um, okay, so me too. So no big deal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you hear the thud of my penis? I just put down on the table. Um, I worked for RTE uh, doing the continuity announcing. Oh yeah, for a brief time, and the person in charge of that was um, <gasps> and I know. So I won't ever say the name. I can't say anything about it because it'll give it away. Right I know now as well. But um, they said. To me, they called me in a flutter saying, can you get this voiceover done? And normally when you go through the voiceover agent, it has to be at least 24 hours. And mm. and I said, no, I'm sorry, but I can do it in, in the morning. And they said, all right, fine. Well, look, maybe just uh, we can find someone who, who is available going forward. You know, oh maybe someone who is God. committed and was essentially going to sack me. And then I acted like a big child and I said, oh, oh no, I will do it today. And um, and I, I was going to name and shame that, that person. But now, God, no. Jesus Christ, they have enough on their plate. They can't now. They have can't enough now. on their plate. Um, I'm going to have to bleep a lot out of that. Yeah, that's what I said. I, could, <laughs> I couldn't say anything because we can piece two and two together. Yeah. Shane, you are here to mm. talk about uh, scouts. Yes. I like to have people on to kind of speak enthusiastically, emphatically about something that they're interested in. You know, I've had Pete on talking about westerns and McGarren about uh, about bad movies and Alison Spittle about quiz shows. Scouting is what you've you've chosen. Scouting Ireland specifically? That's the first thing. Yeah, Scouting Ireland. There's only one organization now, Scouting Ireland. That's mm -hmm. the first thing that came into my head because... Great. That's always first idea. I know, idea. yeah. But like, see, I'm nervous about it because Peter was so like, he's so uh, wonderfully well-read and intellectual about... Uh, his film theory and <laughs> and all those kind of things. I didn't listen to Alison because I don't listen to women on the airwaves. Fair, fair, um, fair, yeah. Just too shrill. Um, <laughs> I don't. Oh my god! Stop. Oh my god! Don't edit that any funny way. I love Alison Spittle. Um, yeah. um, but I, I will I will catch up with the podcast. Oh my god! What have I done? Oh my god! Um, but yeah, it came into my head because a lot of it's a funny thing to be involved in scouts when you're a kid because it's a secret right mm -hmm. because well unless you're some people are really brave about it and just talk about being in scouts but in my generation it was you did not speak about it mm -hmm. if there was someone from your scouts in your year in school you did not speak or in your in your school at all even different year you did not acknowledge each just other just put the three fingers up do the little salute on the slide no you didn't even <laughs> you didn't even nothing no fingers no nothing oh god what am I saying um, you had to be a secret and then suddenly then as you become liberated from that as you're older it's like you know what that was great i loved mm -hmm. it what a great time as you get older and no one but i still i don't know i feel like i still carry some kind of scout shame <laughs> so and I'm a gay man. i am a gay man i have enough shame to be dealing with like to last a lifetime yet i okay guns but no this is so you're here feel... to do away with the scout shame yeah and then as you get old, older teenager and into your 20s people then talk about 
like they know you of you you were in the scouts and they think you can do every knot that was ever mm. uh, invented by ever any sailor or whatever and they think you know all about stuff now i do know some stuff but i don't know every knot i'm interested in hearing that i have found as i've gotten a bit older i was also in in the scouts uh, i i pretty much just joined late when it was a, so i joined briefly and i was uh, hugely unfit for it and i had one really bad survivalist weekend mm-hmm. where I don't know if it was a bit of hazing or something, but basically the scout leaders to kind of like introduce me to the world of scouting uh, filled up my whole, like uh, with, with with my will, all the eggs for like the meals. And oh, I was yeah. always carrying about a hundred eggs, you know, in my in my pack. And then I fell down a mountain oh, no. and I smashed all the eggs and I was like on the road, like, oh, <laughs> and it was like in the middle. And I had to pick me up because it was cars, but to run me over because I couldn't. The, the and all your stuff was, was covered in and eggs. And all the stuff was covered with eggs. And also that was like everyone's food was the, was just these eggs. You know, they tried to bury a chicken with embers. Have you done that? And they tried yeah. to cook it, and then the chicken was just red raw. So no one had anything to eat. And so it was kind of like, it felt like Full Metal Jacket. It felt like a bit of hazing going in. Then the next morning, everyone was ashamed of me because I didn't have any any eggs. So I didn't I didn't go back to scouting until we went to Ventures. My friends were like, no, come on back. We're just going on the piss now. Yeah, that's what I had in my head. So I have those two lives. I have two 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 chapters of my scouting life one is as a child and a, as a cub and a scout and then the ventures which is a whole other world yes which isn't people don't know as much about ventures ventures no. is basically now i think it's it's 16 to 18 but at the time it was 16 to 22 i don't know mm. if that was different but anyway things have changed but um they i'm not i'm sworn by the scout law and a scout is a friend to all scouts but those leaders sound like they're bad that's what well do you know what if that's your first go i wouldn't have done like playing tricks and stuff is part of it but i think to someone who joins new and then you hold all the eggs as a prank thing i mean maybe it was kind of like you know tony you've got the very important job here of carrying everyone's food um you know and then i arrive with the hundred eggs and i'm like yeah (laughs) i don't know if that's the the situation so um but i i was i was so on like you know was it all boys no, it was boys and girls, and the girls, to be fair, they were stopping to kind of help me because I was, like, really struggling. I was, like, breathing heavy. You know, this is probably at my most unfit. Oh, now yeah. I could walk, you know, like walk for Ireland now. Okay. You know, I, I can walk you. long distances yeah. now. Um, but, yeah, so then I was kind of scared by it. But the reason I, I, I was in Scouts, and now I kind of regret not taking it seriously for stuff like the knots and you know i I only know (laughs) i only know how to tie my shoes or do a double knot that no one's ever going to open again yeah 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 but that's just granny knot stuff can you do a reef knot no tie two pieces of rope together smoke a reef knot hey (laughs) um well we can do both of those after thank you um but um no we won't because i'm driving listen and also i don't smoke drugs I really genuinely don't don't know why I'm making such a fuss. Um, That's fine. Yeah, I just think I I fe- came into it. My brother was already there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's the oldest, and I'm next. So obviously, that's he hates me yes. a lot so yeah, that's yeah, f- yeah, that's yeah. fair enough so we barely spoke throughout the years being there but i feel like a lot of me was ca- who i am today was born mm-hmm. through being in the scouts i think that's where i was like burst into life and blossomed i didn't have sports teams i didn't have school chums really my best friend in school was my cousin what mm-hmm. a loser two cousins going around ah, well, you know. then he went he left school to go somewhere else wondering whatever <laughs> so um, what what kind of scouting activities when i think of scouts i think of playing on the table i think of playing you know cone games and stuff like that um what what about what about yourself was kind of what did you what did you most enjoy what were you like oh actually this is a side of me now i think me. yeah i just liked i liked i became found this like um where i was very good boy in school 
and absolute angel that the teacher would be you know all that stuff a treasure a pet he's a dream in the class all that stuff and i mm. i was like like the little head boy loser in school but in scouts i found discovered being bold and i thought this was fantastic so i was like cheeky and quick and a lot of like and taking the piss and taking the piss out of F- finding a way to achieve taking the piss out of older boys mm. and 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 winning yeah like that's a very powerful position yes. if you're 12 and someone is 14 or 15 and you've taken them down a peg that's frightening for older boys <laughs> it is nobody wants that emasculation so i became powerful but it is a safe place to to battle your wits because you kind of won't get your head kicked in really i mean unless the leaders are doing their job everything is on display and, you know, and the leaders kind of present a thing of there is you, you it is kind of equals within reason, you know, until you're kind of at attention or somewhere, you know, yeah, yeah. but they um, if, if they're a cool leader, they're kind of like, hey, we're on the level. They talk, you, t- you know, they talk back to you. You talk back to them. Yeah. You can kind of flesh out a bit more than the kind of just authority that you get from school. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah. In school, is sit down, be quiet, do that. Yeah. Whereas there is a bit more room for rough and tumble kind of like it's some it's like a i suppose it's like being on a sports team the sports team has a manager of the a coach or whatever apparently but no, i wouldn't know yeah no neither <laughs> would i um i did play i did play try some <laughs> what was i thinking what'd you try i tried football i tried i tried gaelic in school but we didn't really play we weren't really a sporting school but i tried those things but i was like didn't really do anything I yeah and i'd be I like a sub them. and they'd be like we're gonna bring it on for the last few minutes and i'd be like oh fine i don't know <laughs> I'm like mm, whatever ran around a bit i didn't really do anything or kick the ball ever yeah I, I, I tried rugby and i broke a guy's leg i tried out for clontarf rugby team and i broke their star player's leg and i never went back at what age did you break a person's leg um i tackled him because you know and it was like a, a very very low tackle towards his knees and i broke his, his leg it was the first thing it was like oh, oh just you know he's gonna run out here and he was like you know getting ready to like kind of like pretend to kind of go down with me you know and <laughs> i went really heavy at him and i and i broke his leg and i, I didn't go i didn't go back you withdrew yourself yeah i withdrew myself yeah, yeah um yeah. tried out for basketball after seeing space jam um and i tell you it's pretty high that basket <laughs> and i don't have it stretch, be, yeah. i don't have stretchy arms um they didn't then anyway you know Never my dream, the kish fell. We tried no. to play it in school. If you didn't play football in school, PE in school was just a, a, a man whose job it was to give you a football. <laughs> what a crook. What a thief. What a crook. Like, there's so many of those PE teachers are like, here's a ball. And he gets a full job, salary, full pension. Job. You do and he's else. there 40 years, so he's max up the top of the pay scales, mm-hmm. doing nothing. Unbelievable. Games master. Yeah, that's Games all. master. <laughs> what is that? Games master. Get out of here. How are you in the bleep test? Oh, I was good at those kind of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was good at the bleep test. Last, I was in the last few for that. I ran cross country once. Yeah, the reason he picked it is because one day he made us run the laps, and then he said everyone stop, and then we stopped, and then he just went up to people who were at the front and sent us off to cross country. The <laughs> next week he was like, "You're all going to Phoenix Park to run cross. No training, no practice, nothing." Which is like we just went and ran. Okay. Didn't have any. Didn't Games know what to do. Match. Just ran as far as fast as we could. Didn't know how long. It, <laughs> didn't know how long it was. Just keep following the t- the flags. <laughs> just keep running. We hadn't a clue. Um, you you are you were a very fit guy. You are. Uh, I mean, when we were even doing the um the Dubliner photo shoot, I mean, I think you did like fifty takes of you jumping up in the air, waving the rainbow flag, and you know you you were not. You didn't break a sweat. You weren't out of breath. Oh yeah, I'm not fit at the moment, but I did um gymnastics as a kid as well. That's mm-hmm. where I was actually quite good at that. Um, so I have some gold medals from that. Yeah. If you want to see some gymnastics, come see my live show on March 26th. There's oh. some in that. Um, but yeah, I did that. Um, so yeah, that was when I was in primary school. So then, but my main thing then, 
before even drama came or whatever that it was scouts that was my main thing of who i was and was i would, would be looking it was, I was on a friday night and i'd be spending the whole week it was so nice having it on a friday because then it's the end of your week and school is miserable and awful and then mm. you get to go somewhere brilliant where you're good now i was bold in the sense of like i was cheeky and bold but i wasn't like a bully or anything like that yeah now looking back i've talked to friends recently it was like sounds like we did a bit of bullying yeah it's like wait, <laughs> it is wait a minute when you say those things out loud and you're like yeah and we used to kind of, you know, like, you know, jock this guy yeah. and put eggs on his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We burnt his pubes. Ha, ha, ha. And he was asleep. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Backtrack, backtrack. But there is, there's a certain part yeah. of it. There's a certain element of rough and tumble that is that is good. Yeah. I don't know how you draw the line. But like we used to. Well, you know, you're, you're trying to defend it now. And you're like, and you're like, no, but he actually was a wreck the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like yeah. with your adult brain because you're trying yeah, to like no, he was not a be shit. a bully. I have bullies. someone in mind who. who no, me too. That. We have yeah, a guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we used to do a thing. Like I asked my friend about it. We, one thing we did was, well, I didn't do this one, but someone did. He put um, on the way home from our summer camp in Austria, put in the top of someone's bag condoms because everyone bought condoms for some reason. That's or there was so free condoms or something. It, or we drove to Austria on buses from, mm. from Dublin. To, we drove there on buses. And then somebody put like a condom in his top of his bag and then put sun cream in the condom as if oh that is what the sperm looks like. <laughs> But put it in. Anyway, his mother, the boy's mother, told me years later that she opened it up and she was just laughing. But she opened his bag and she laughed or whatever. But the boy apparently was so angry. And he said, let's say the, let's say the, the villain's name was Tony Campbell. He opened mm. it up. She went, what is this? And he went, Tony Cantwell. <laughs> apparently that's what it was like. And so that's quite good. But no, he's recovered now. He works as a doctor. So. Really? Yeah, he's doing great. That's great. I mean, that's, um, that's, that's, a, that's a gentle ribbing, you know. You know, that's... Um, it was always just the people who got it were the people who just would be prone to aggression quite quick. Sometimes. That's what I found. Yeah. We did. There's one that is the uh, what I've seen. That bus trip, driving on that bus to Austria was insane because you're on it for more than 24 hours and you're young and have never really stayed up all night properly, really. Mm. And then you get so confused because you don't know which day is which. And you're like, is this the same day as yesterday? And then you're kind of tired and delirious and have been on two boats. Yeah. And somebody had... somebody. They did this thing where they poured, every, most people were asleep, and they poured water on this guy's crotch <laughs> to make it look like he'd wet himself. Then woke him up, but everyone else pretended to be asleep, <laughs> but like had like one eye, <laughs> eyes, eyes kind of, um, what is it, a little bit open, yeah. and watching the reaction of someone who's like 14 going, oh my God, I've wet my, I've wet my pants. <laughs> it's terrible, <laughs> the poor boy. Now he laughs about it now too but yeah that happened and on that same trip they did this thing where they used to they we used to do toothpaste each other is what we called it so if you're in a hostel or intense whatever you put toothpaste on their head or hair or whatever mm-hmm. or various bits and there was one guy who was particularly maniacal he was brilliant and he like one time got a, a raw sausage in and put it in a plastic bag and then put butter on the sausage on the outside of the bag and then started feeding people the sausage and they would like <laughs> Because there was butter and they were asleep, they kind of would like, <laughs> they'd kind of lick it up, the butter. So they'd kind of be sucking this sausage dick thing. He was a genius at it. But I that's, don't know. Very, that's very respectable uh, of putting it in a bag. Yeah, he didn't put the raw sausage in the mouth. But yeah, that's so. very, because that's, you know, there was some wild, like, well, certainly was, from my, in first fair view, it would have been a raw sausage. It would have been like, <laughs> it would have been paint <laughs> in your mouth for, for when you fell asleep. Yeah, so there we was were some, maybe there was gentler, some seriously bold, rough boys. Yeah. Gentler, bold, yeah. 
Um, but then there's one and somebody like just really creative stuff people used to do on the boat. Somebody bought like a like a tween girls like makeup beauty kit <laughs> and had glitter and he would he painted people's nails when they were asleep. <laughs> so weird. They wake up with like glittery pink nails and different colors on each nail. Anyway, someone got sick on that bus and because this glitter kit was bought, there was glitter all over the floor. And then someone puked and then someone said, oh, he spilled his Coke. And we all thought it was Coke. And it's just, the puke started rolling down the bus. And then there was picking up all the glitter. Oh, my it's God. Disgusting. <laughs> this is what happens at all boys. Like people say like men are pigs. Like they actually are. They actually are. Like yeah. it's true. Like there's you have to work very, very hard to maintain some sort of societal integrity. Like to, to like if, if there aren't specific rules on washing and keeping things clean and regularly clean, yeah, yeah, the yeah. place would be a big pukey, and glittery Scouts mess. And Scouts does have that. Scouts does have, it's like if you have to be, if you're on those competition camps, so there's mm-hmm. competition camps where you go and be the best at camping, whatever. Yeah. So you have to show how well you've planned your camp, how well you've organized your tent, where your tent is and where your cooking area is and your fire. And is there enough distance away from your wood chopping area that no one's going to be injured by the axe, all this kind of thing. And you get ranked on those. And part of that is they inspect your fingers and see if your hands are clean, make sure everyone's brushed their teeth. They don't like do a real check on that, but they <laughs> ask you, have you brushed your teeth? Open wide. So, yeah. They don't like, come on now. Um, yeah. But they'll check and There's you have to lab. be clean and presentable. So there's that element of kind of mm. that army-ish stuff, but not as not not aggressive as the army. If your hands were dirty in your inspection, they'd say, okay, go on up and make sure everyone clean their hands. Make it like it wouldn't yeah, be like, sure, clean those sure. hands, you little whatever. Yeah. It wasn't like that. It certainly stopped me littering anyway, because just I think that was the biggest thing is, if the, you know, you know, obviously leave no trace. But yeah, if there was yeah. even like a, you see like a little Kit Kat wrapper and people were like, what the hell? Like they would freak. Did you, you have know? to do those lineups where they make you yeah, thing? Yeah. Everyone arm in arm and walking down and doing that. Which somebody calls a womble walk. So this is, explain this because we we know it. Of course, we know what it is. So it's where at the end of your camp, you've packed up everything and then you go to the edge of where your campsite was and you all stand in a line and then someone, maybe an older scout or a leader says, step. And then you take one step and look for any rubbish on the ground and you pick up every single trace. Yeah. So that's why when I go to festivals now, music festivals, I'm disgusted at people. Obviously, everyone, most rational people are disgusted at that. I thought but you were going to say, it... I insist we do the one. <laughs> when I go to festivals, no. I insist we do. <laughs> no, Wake but up I... now, I haven't slept. <laughs> but I make Step. sure that I get the bags and I make sure I leave my rubbish. I even have like recyclables at festivals. I don't have any faith that they will be, they will not go to a landfill, but I sure. hope, I, I hope. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it disgusts me. I agree with that. A womble walk, someone called. I don't like that. I'm like, mm, that is... It's too British. It's British, and it's also like... Do you know, sometimes, like... You know the way, like, you don't say, that's so gay anymore, because we're all, we've all grown oh, up, right? I know, yeah. But sometimes I miss <laughs> that word. It's a helpful... Like, calling it a womble walk, I'm like, God, that's so gay. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Can I go by a kind of a time um, mach- time machine here to I know. M- use that, that sentiment? But yeah, that is. I, I never like used that. it. I oh, I only ever meant. I only ever used it. Almost kind of like, you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what. It was never gay. It was always just so like you know. I just fucking do it. Like you know, it's maybe maybe there was a hint of laziness to it. You know, don't or cowardice or something like that. Or or some that that's how I would have used it without actually saying. Uh, <laughs> About saying that's so gay. That's so gay. Whatever. What if I ever used like that's so gay in a sentence to like that? Yeah, yeah. Don't be gay. Just you know, it's kind of like. People never... still do it. Grown-up adult men. I know, they do, yeah. And they say it in front of gay people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that anymore. They do, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it's less and less and less. Maybe people get better at hiding that kind of stuff, but, like, people go on stag do's and they tell you about it. Like, mad, mad things. I don't know, grow up. Yeah. But anyway, 
Yeah, that's yeah. So you clean the rubbish. That's the thing. I think the res- I like that. I do keep that respect for that nature kind of thing. Yes, take nothing but photos. Leave nothing but footprints. That's a nice that's thing. A, that's a lovely sentiment. Um, I we, do keep that, but also then about just being organized and planning, and an emphasis on planning. Those are all really important tools for your life. Do you think though those are where you sourced? You, you sourced your your organization, your planning. We did a we did a, a shared bit, and I was very impressed with your planning. I was very impressed with your kind of your your organization of where the bits fit. And oh yeah, and there was some nice kind of paragraph shifting and stuff like that. Even when you say, <laughs> even when you were telling me how you're writing your show, and you're like, I have the I have a great start. And I'm like, wow, you did chronologically. Wow, that's <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> And yeah, for yeah. me, that's like, wow, that's super impressive. You went chronologically, you know. Well, um, I love a big intro, so I think sure. that's good. But yeah, I think Scouts is where I got that. We did this thing. This is afterwards in the Ventures. This is when I was 17. Me and my best friend, we went on this trip called the Explorer Belt. Mm. It's about a belt, like a literal belt. Mm-hmm. And you go to another country, you get dropped off a bus in teams of two, and they have um, a map of the entire... We went to Portugal, and we had a map of the entire country of Portugal. You don't know where you are in Portugal. And they say you have 10 days to get back to they give you a piece of paper what? that says where like you're... the amazing race? Yes, it is like the amazing race. And it's truly like that. And you have a budget of something like eight euro a day. You have a budget. You have like, you have a phone. You have emergency numbers to ring or whatever. But you go off on your own. So the first thing you do is go up to this man or not. Well, it could be a woman. I don't know. Mm. Depends where you get dropped off. And we went up this man and like, do you speak English? And he's like, no. And we're like, okay, well, pointing at the map going, where are we in the country of Portugal? So then you realize, so you've got 10 days, you've got to walk a minimum of 200 kilometers, you have to do projects about the areas you pass through, and you have to keep a diary of what you're doing. That's fucking amazing. So cool. Like what, scou- such- what scouts were you in? What's what's the, the group? This was, this was so when we, le- there wasn't, we didn't have Adventures, right? Mm-hmm. So Adventures is the older one. We, we went to like a, a ragamuffin Ventures that was like assembled from a few groups together, and it was called Scafia. Oh, gnarly. Which was called... Now, some people listening to this podcast will go, oh, I remember that. I remember them. <laughs> because we were famous. Scafia stands for Scouting Mafia. Right? Oh, my God. And our logo was... So cool. Was, you know the... Um, the go- <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. But you know the logo of uh, the Godfather holding the puppets? The yeah, thing. yeah. So ours was the scout hand, the scout salute holding... The Brilliant. holding up something or whatever. I forgot, actually forget what was on it. Um, but we had that. So then, but we were just kind of bold, and ours was a lot about partying more than anything else. Yeah, but with the framework. So I mean, when I was in ventures, we went to Larch Hill. Yeah, and um, I don't know if you remember they had the big bell that they would kind of ring mm-hmm. in the morning. And when we were ventures, we went there and we like we 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 never took pride in the fact that we were scouts. It was just like abide. Everything that they say so that they can take us to a field and then we're going to leave the leaders and we're yeah. going to drink. Yeah. And that was, you know, every single time. But we had it. We were obsessed with this bell <laughs> for whatever reason, because we used to have this this guy, this teacher called Mr. Graney. I've talked about him on the podcast before. And he used to I'll, I'll, blur, I'll bleep his name. out. <laughs> we had this teacher and he used to like really treat like the schoolyard like he was like the warden. And like if anyone ran, he was like, I don't want to see any running. I don't want to see any mock fighting. If I see anything, you're out of here. And he would freak. What's the point of the yard then? So, Well, it it was no rough and tumble. Everyone walking around, sometimes with our hands behind our back and a finger over our mouth. Oh, weird, gross. Weird. And then if anyone was like, if there was too many people sent over the line, they were people who were like messing around. They were sent over the line, which is essentially the teacher's car park. (laughs) And if there was more than five people over the line, 
even if it was 15 minutes into the you know half an hour break, he would just shout, get the bell. And he would send some kid to get the bell and he would stop the break early. And he would only like go, you know, be running the yard maybe three times a year. And all the teachers hated it because then they had to stop their break early, you know, and everyone had to go back in and oh go into God, school. What a creep. So we were all in the same school. So we thought it'd be really funny in the middle of the night to sneak out and ring the bell and put on balaclavas and like kind of do a kind of stealth thing and shout, get the bell and ring the bell. And um, and so we did. And uh, we snuck out. We rang the bell. The leaders thought because of the balaclavas, we were like genuine. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say terrorists. But like they seriously like grabbed us and were like, what the who the fuck are you? Oh and like took God. off the masks and realized it's a bunch of ventures. So we were the absolute embarrassment of First Fairview um, Scouts. Uh, and we we weren't actually kicked off, but we were like, we were kind of highlighted for the rest of the camp as just these are the bad the bad boys we were like we weren't allowed to continue in any of the other kind of activities we were just we had to clean and everything but we really made uh, an example of but that's what we wanted to do you seem to scafia seems to have a lot of pride in the fact like the skeleton of scouting with just a peppering of uh, we did things too we did things too we went on hikes we camped we we did like when we camped we didn't like do like what the younger ones do of like we didn't build camp we didn't build big gate posts or do any of that kind of stuff, but we had, we mainly was like, we're going camping so we can all hang around. Yeah. That's what we're doing. And that's what we love. And that's our favorite. And then be bold. There was a, my best friend. I don't think it was Ben did this. My best friend, Ben, shout out to Ben. He, um, uh, there was on a national venture camp. They had those speakers, you know, that they, that they could play music all day and stuff. There'd be hundreds of young people there. And he, played they had a cd no it wasn't ben it was alan and they had a cd do you remember that pause for porno is it dr dre oh is yeah that, is that what it is yeah. pause for porno and it's basically like the noise of people having yeah. really loud porny sex like yeah. at one point the girl says <laughs> it's in my eye which is one of my favorite bits so we used to play that a lot <laughs> and he put went into the tent that had this pa system that's plays to like 500 kids or whatever and put on pause for porno. Yeah. So the whole place, it was, I've, I've never, I seldom have I experienced such joy yeah. as watching that kind of thing happen of like suddenly every head in the place just like, it was like meerkats. Everyone just suddenly jumped up and going, what the hell's going on? <laughs> There's playing sex noises over the radio. And then this little leader man, there's often a lot of people who are leaders who are little saps. Anyway, he was a little sap. And he went in and took out the CD and held it above his head and crushed the CD in his hand. What the fuck? Yeah, so he showed everybody, that's what I... was like, okay, well, you, you turned it off, fine. But smashing the CD was like, you've made it worse for yourself. Now it feels like you want to do more. <laughs> anyway, I wasn't bold like that. I didn't do that kind of... I wasn't as extravagant as that. But like, yeah, that was good. We, but I think that's what Ventures is about, being bold in a kind of a safe environment. I think that was kind of it, really. Yeah, it is. And I think... I don't know what it was. Like, we went to like a, an annual... Well, we never did a good annual camp. We never went anywhere. We went to Kerry every year. And we were promised, like, Italy. We were promised everywhere. And we yeah. never actually went to anything. Well, good. the ventures should be... Um, it should be venture-led. They should be leading their own program. True, so, true. So, yeah. Well, we weren't to be trusted. We, we So we did annual camp in Kerry. And we stayed in this um, big, massive campsite. And it had, like, bunk beds and stuff. And there was Americans staying up in the actual main, like, indoor kind of mm -hmm. camp. And we were out in the field. And... Um, we got chatting to these Americans uh, down while they they were down, kind of like you know kayaking down by where we were at the mm -hmm. water. And were um, you in Capnelly? Maybe near Calorglan. <laughs> How many L's are in the things you just said? Capnelly is a Capnally. is up in the mountains um, in Kerry near Calorglan, which is where Calorglan. the the puck fair happens. 
it might be if if it's close to if it's close to Karen Tool, then maybe because yeah, that's the, if you yeah. do, there's a Karen Tool trip. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, so we were there. A right? great spot, Capinelli. Look at it. Great spot, and they used to have this massive boulder as you were pulling into the place. Yeah, it was actually a massive like because it was out of the in the middle of nowhere, so it had this massive boulder. As we were driving in, us ventures saw that boulder and we're like, "That's going down the fucking hill tonight." Yeah, of course, that is going down the hill tonight, and. <laughs> so we so we we'd met these Americans. They were like, "Hey, we're staying up in the thing." A mate of ours were like, like wanted to crack on to some of the girls who were there. So when we were drinking in our tent, we went up to the we went up to the camp, and um, we we went in and we started chatting to we started chatting to like the the Americans there. We gave them some booze. One lad who who he kept saying like, "Man, I only weigh like eighty five pounds. I'm getting so smashed." Oh god, I <laughs> he love was like it. so small, and so. We got locked with them. We had a really good time. We left. We saw the boulder. We started digging underneath the thing to try and push it down. At one stage, my mate was trying. This was like an eight foot tall boulder. He was trying to pull it down on top of oh him at the bottom of the hill this just to get boys. it down. Stupid boys, boys are stupid. stupid. So we got the boulder down. It rolled down the hill, and we're like, "Yay!" And it was like a great night. We woke up the, um, the next morning, and we found out that the Americans, one of the Americans, had called their parents saying. An Irish boy broke into the place last night and forced me to drink alcohol against my will. Oh, my God. So our scout leader, Dennis, shout out Dennis. He was all like, um, he was like, he he was like, he's going to have to talk to each of us all individually. And he and my mate Jago, who used to do a podcast with, he was like, I'm going to speak to Jago last. And I always thought that was funny being like he almost highlighted. He's like, yeah, I know yeah. Jago's going to snap. So we told him everything that happened. Um, and then he was like, he, he heard the story and he's like, you guys are after causing an international incident. <laughs> you boys are after causing an international incident. And then my mate Ian, he said, look, we'll apologize for breaking into the camp. We'll apologize for giving the kids alcohol when they were like 17. Um, but we will not apologize for pushing, that, for pushing that boulder down the hill. That was a serious boulder. And he was like, OK, that's fair. And, uh, and it's it was just a boulder. It was just a boulder, but it was a massive placeholder. Uh, or it was a massive kind of like you know point to be like when you get to the boulder turn right. Okay, yeah. I yeah, know yeah. the boulder was down down the hill, um, but that was just a level that we were just causing absolute international incidents and, and ruckus. But you know, we but maybe maybe had we been given more responsibilities, just saying, Isn't be more venture led. So, so cute when you think back on th- things like that. You think when you're that age, like sixteen or whatever, you think you're real grown up, mm. but then you still like you still have to bargain. Okay, well we'll go and we'll say we're sorry. Like it's no different to two little children. Shake hands, come yeah. on now, shake hands, <laughs> oh, yeah, say sorry, yeah. and you're still involved. I think I don't know. There's something sweet about it. I think even though you're doing bold stuff and you're drinking and you're yeah, people are soon to be riding or already riding or whatever. You still are. Child, still you're still a, a child. little child. You're, you'll still go. Okay, I will go and apologize. Yeah, yeah, I'll say sorry. I'm sorry. See, um, I'm sorry. My phone went off. That's okay. But I think it's just. I think genuinely, it's a good thing. I wish everybody. I wish everybody had the chance to spell like. Um, I think Billy Connolly wrote about it really nicely about being in Scouts. Something about even just the smell of wood smoke. Anyone who was in Scouts will tell you that when they have, if they've been at somewhere with an open fire or someone's party or something, and then the next day when they shower, mm. that smell of the smoke comes out of your uh, hair and it's on your it's on your clothes and stuff, and it just makes you feel joyous. I think everyone. I wish every wish was part of school or something mm. that there was some kind of outdoor pursuit part of school, not like conscription to the army or anything like that, but something. Because I think it's the really genuinely do- is a good thing for for young people and building resilience 
which sometimes is a really hardly hard earned resilience where they go, I'm having the worst time ever. My feet are wet. I lost my this and I can't mm-hmm. find my Swiss army knife that my dad just got me and they're having a miserable time, but they survive it. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. They learn, they survive it. And I think I wish everybody could learn those skills. Like I couldn't believe when I'd be going to school and people be such like big tough guys in my school. My scouts was a lot posher than my school. We were kind of thought of us. We were thinking the only ones who didn't go to fee-paying school in our scouts. So we were kind of, people thought we were like dog rough or something. <laughs> um, compared to some of these um, these uh, wealthy Protestants. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the record, we, were, we weren't Protestant. I don't think Protestants belong in Scouting Ireland. There's two. So there was <laughs> two, two. lads. No, there's <laughs> <laughs> there was two organizations. There was the, the Catholic Boy Scouts of Ireland and the Scouting Association of Ireland. So I was in that one mm. that people called the Protestant one. But then they merged. Ah. I voted in the merch when I was, whatever, 14. See, that's the thing. Protestants just do it better. Protestants do scouting better. Protestants do, like, like my mate Alan, he's a fashion designer. And, like, he's got to be, you know, he's a Protestant. Like, it's the that's only, it's 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 the only yeah. way. Mm. You, you, it's mm. just, it's like your parents said, absolutely, great. <laughs> you told them what you wanted to do. And they were like, great. Oh, no questions asked. Yeah, yeah. Where is he? Are you leading with your heart? <laughs> is that what that is? Protestant? Is that Protestants like, are just so confident, so joyous. I always put that down to like, I look at like other comedians and I'm like, how are they so confident? Mm. How are they? I'm doing this now. I'm going to try this. And now I'm going to stick my name in this and I'm going to go for it. I'm like, don't you hate yourself? If they're, they're like, either done, which I, That's is what clear. I feel like all the time. Like, I, I, mean, I was like, oh, well, I'm crap or I'm terrible. And like, you could, like, I don't know. I don't know. Is that what that is? I always thought it's it was It's either they're very school. stupid or they're Protestant. And I think you can tell the difference between the two. Like anyone that has the gumption being, yeah, I'm just going to do this now. You know, I'm just going to actually launch some NFTs. Yeah, this is the, the people who do things like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is my NFT. Yeah. I was going to say podcast, but then we're on a podcast. But like, you're good at a podcast, so I, I don't include you in that. Well, I did actually. I remember when... Uh, we were having a drink and I and I told you that I was going to re-release some of my characters at NFTs and I've never seen a bigger eye roll. <laughs> Did I do that? Yeah, but you were dead right. It was like, it's a naff, it's such a naff, it's such a naff opportunistic greedy thing because I don't know, I'm not buying any fucking NFTs so why would I ever release Plune as an NFT? It's, yeah, but sell them. I think, sell them. No, an idiot, were, it's, an, it's an idiot will buy them. No, your your impulse was all I needed to know yeah. <laughs> about it and I'm grateful for it. I don't read into too much of that stuff because I'm just like, well, that's completely stupid. I just yeah. that I don't know how there is such <laughs> chatter about it. Yeah, it is stupid. I, like I haven't muted it on Twitter or anything. I I keep abreast of things. You know, it's my Certainly. responsibility as a comedian. Oh, you know, uh, you know, we're the court jester. We have to keep abreast of what's going on in the world. But like, that's so stupid. I'm like, what an idiot! You're an idiot. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I've sometimes I see some, someone talk about monkeys recently. I'm like, that's something to do. NFTs. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> That's all you hear. It's going stop. in. Yeah, I'm like coming out the kind of dark side of the moon prism. Just you're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. idiot. You're an idiot. You're a fool for doing that. Yeah, you yeah. should have done that. Uh, what is your what's scouting look like, or what's camping and kind of outdoorsy stuff look like for you now? Not that much. Not oh. that much. No, no, I don't do that much. Well, I actually think about stand up. Right, where I, I a lot of how I learned how to do stand up comes from doing the scout campfires. So the campfire is the bit where everybody gathers together. Well, there's there's always a fire because mm-hmm. you cook on a fire, but then there are these things, the campfire. So we didn't redo them very much when I was younger, but then into ventures and then we'd mix with other groups and there was campfires that went on. And I eventually got to the point where somehow I was running the campfire. Someone is kind of the chief of the campfire. And me and my friend Ben would do it together. And we did it just kind of because someone couldn't come. So we're like, we'll do it. And then we turned out to really enjoy it and had our own way of doing it. And we're really inappropriate. We were 16 and the kids were 
like whatever 12 and we were like said a lot oh, of rude things they must be, have thought you were so oh they must have thought cool. we were deadly yeah because we say those are rude things and it eventually became that some parents complained about the rude songs oh, like really rude songs really rude there was one song called friggin in the riggin oh my god yeah um, so that was <laughs> about friggin, yeah, friggin the rigging. Um, it was about a, a ship and people frigging in the rigging of the ship. Oh, so, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. And it has, I thought it was um, like graphic. I thought you were going to be like some insanely graphic. No, not not no no no, no no abuse or anything like that. There was, so there's one. The the first mate's name was Liam. He built a great machine. This fucking thing. It lost a screw and crushed his balls to cream. Friggin' in the rigging. Aye, yeah. There's, oh, fuck, there's fuck all else to do. So, yeah, but a lot of... That's very rude if you're 11. Yes, yes, it is. The captain's dog was Rover. The crew, they fucked him over. He scraped his cock on every rock from Hollyhead to Dover. <laughs> um, See, I'm even enjoying it now. That's great. It's yeah, I'm trying to think. don't die. Yeah, sometimes they're great. And there was one... Did you did you do a campfire with songs? People singing songs? Um, there was that, and we just would we'd show up and just be the absolute trolls, you know, yeah, we're just you, vacuous see, you... losers. Ironic. I just spent I spent the first twenty seven years of my life just living in this perpetual state of irony, you know, without being able to commit I would have to being loved genuine. To be the campfire chief, if yous were the yous came along being like, we're too cool for this. You would have. I loved it because the campfire chief is very like being a a stand-up comedian mm-hmm. because you're keeping an eye on the room you know where there's a group of like okay they're loud girls mm-hmm. so you save something rude for them or you just go and go hurry louder girl yeah. shout at them and they go ah my god and scream you know that and then when they scream other people enjoy that so you like to pick out who's mm. there if there's some leader that a lot the kids seem to really like you get him to do something embarrassing and they love it or whatever mm. that kind of thing so it's very like reading the room like that so if I had boys like you who thought they were too cool I would have made fun of you as and then yous would have become the losers in the situation rather than the the irony winners in the corner. No, that's and to be fair, there was there was seldom few. I think we just knew who to kind of like be be trolls to, because um, we never really got. Well, I don't know. Probably, probably did get one up, but you know, you're like mm. it's like water off a duck's back when you're like five five lads just being yeah 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 you know, troll with hoods and hats. Would you consider? I mean, if I was some sort of hypnotist, I would try and uh, condition you to be in a state of you being the fire master when you're on stage and viewing mm. all of the of of the um, you know the audience like eleven year olds who are just you know finding everything just so cool and you just you embodying the look at me I'm an old I'm an old so, you know yeah older fire master here and you're just here to to enjoy this. Because just that's just this that's just for fun, isn't it? Just this, just you're being joy. a fire master for this, you know, just for playing. Just joy. And I had a list of the songs that we were going to get through, and then different people. I always wanted it to be that lovely thing where somebody would sing some beautiful song, like someone would sing an Irish song. But no, there was never any real singing. Mm. So, I mean, occasionally throughout the years, but never any real singing. I don't know. This is you know, like a whole weird conversation. <laughs> I just, I feel like um, I'm like this isn't interesting enough or cool enough to talk about. And now I'm like, this is great. What are, is it? This is brilliant. This is like this is exactly this is exactly the, but on the kind of on the modern um kind of camping is it something that you I mean, you obviously said you bring a lot of kind of uh, um, you're very sustainable when you go to festivals and that sort of yeah. thing. But, I um, don't go camping a lot. I don't go walking a lot. But I mean, I enjoy it when I do it. Camping, pretty much as camping is now, I do festivals. Ireland isn't an easy place to just go camping. No, I did. We went wild camping last year, uh, and we. This was like my first trip out after Sonny mm. was born. And I was trying to like, you know, we had like I had the whole weekend. Told Terry I'm away for the whole weekend. 
yeah. had like a boot full of cans, you know. It was like we're going, we're going hard, you know. It's just drinking a lot of cans in the woods. We went wild camp and found this spot. Woke up the next morning, realized it was in the middle of a kind of a, a dirt bike, <laughs> dirt bike track. Oh god! So these lads like, then realized they had to go all the long way around. It was like, and we were meant to be there the whole weekend. We were planned to hike up to this old dolmen that was at the top of a hill. Mm-hmm, nice. But it was literally like just a place like out like five kilometers of. Far from Tala, you know, yeah, it wasn't wasn't too far. We're some great spots out there. There is, but um, yeah, we didn't we didn't even last. I don't think we even lasted ten hours until we. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to stay, but the lad, like everyone was just. I was driving, and the lads were like, "Can you please just take take us home?" Everyone just went so hard on the first night, you know. It's it's but it is that it's the same as being on the bus, but it's a glitter puke. It's just like you don't know. You need reins. You need yeah. some sort of control. I would have loved my my thing was just the fire, the walk the next day. I got new hiking shoes and everything mm. like that. Now I did drink all of my cans on the first day, but I was willing to keep going. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of but you know as I get older now, I'm thinking I just yeah I just want that connection. I watch video after video of <laughs> tying knots and kind of crafty outdoorsman sort of stuff you know survivalist stuff did you watch Ray Mears when he was on TV when we were kids I, I did like Ray Mears yeah. I loved Ray Mears and then Bear Grylls which was just like well I'm not going to do that shit which was no, which is a no- I remember Bear Grylls was all like yeah that's that's you know, that's popcorn but I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna be doing that shit Ray Mears is more kind you of could like, do I could, some I of the Ray Mears Ray Mears he was is, an educator yeah was like a former I think it was I think it was also former SAS like yeah. like Bear Grylls or former military of some kind anyway and he would just do like survival but it was based in like England so it was like very like our own terrain here Mm. and he would just do like you'd be fascinated as a a scout at home watching it you'd be like I'm gonna definitely try all that and you did like stuff like how lighting fires by peeling down the getting like like the way you'd peel an apple but doing it to a stick and then that becomes like little kindling bits whatever and he would build shelters in really mad ways have you started a fire with no spark no, and it is my, it is my, mm. I think of it, I actually think of it all the time. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, though. I genuinely I'm like, do. I know, I'm like, and I've watched Ray Mears enough times. I'm like, okay, you make a bow, you have a rope, you wrap it around, you spin it around, yeah. you cut it, uh, a chink out of the, out of the wood, mm-hmm. you get it down, that becomes hot. I'm like, I know the system, mm-hmm. but I haven't done it yet. I think that's what, if we spent less time being party boys in yeah. the ventures that's what we should have been doing yes so i'm like yes yeah, some partying that's fine but you should also try stuff mm. like that just try yes that we seems had that... very accessible bucket list stuff is to start a fire with your bare hands yeah and it's you know? doable it even doable. in now obviously in like we all conditioned from watching whatever our generation watched as kids was a lot seemed to be a lot of people making fire by rubbing sticks together yeah just literally rubbing two sticks together as if they're going to burst into flames yeah but i think sometimes that works if it's you know soft wood in in the rocky mountains or something exactly we don't have our wood is just too bloody wet the whole country's so damp don't oh me? my god oh, it's so damp do you know what's so frustrating though is i probably i probably passed my peak of having amazing forearm muscles when i was 17 you know oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know just being a perpetual wanker i probably would have been incredible and would have like i could have probably gone four hours of like just non-stop like bowing you know yeah yeah, yeah. now you know jesus be lucky to get five minutes of bowing time five minutes for. peace look at oh, it. oh my god no. can't even go look at go to the toilet <laughs> i don't have children i don't know why i'm joining in. i fun. should have time to go and, and whittle and whatever else we should go camping okay <laughs> well i was trying to take you up dogging today and we were trying to do this podcast in my car in phoenix park and you know why like, i couldn't do the like i'm like okay but then i was like because we'd have to sit beside each other yeah yeah and i was like how will we do it i don't know you're right 
Uh, so just for the listener, I suggested to Shane that I pick him up from his house and we drive to Phoenix Park and we stare at the woods and do the podcast. And we were like texting back and forth and there was a pause when I, <laughs> when I said that. I'm like, oh, he's not into that idea at all. And yeah, then but- I said, of course, here where I have a studio. And you were like, yeah, that's far better idea than sitting in your fucking car. Because I said to Ray, <laughs> I was like, Tony said something about doing it in the car, but he's still typing. That's what I said to Ray last night. And I was like, I don't know. He said do it in the car, lol, but he's still typing. And Ray was like, "Well, I don't know. Is he joking?" I was like, "I don't know. I don't know. I don't know." Um, do you do you do you explain? Do you talk to Ray about like when you're in the middle of a chat and you're like, "Oh, the, you know," because that's very you'd be like, "Oh, they're still typing," and you're in the middle of a chat. Like, do do you do you kind of look to him to kind of help you analyze deck texts before they're about to arrive? Yes, we do a lot of that, or talk that's about great. somebody who's work emailing and say. She sent me this thing saying this. And oh, we brilliant. do a lot of that. Yeah. Tic Tac. And well, we brought that home for the past however long. Yeah. Raise it home full time all the time. So, so am I. So it's like, yeah. Why not? Yeah. Nothing else to be talking about. Yeah. we You become part of that's the weird. This pandemic is ongoing. The symptoms of a pandemic. Sure. Becomes ongoing. It's like, yeah, now you also work with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know everything you're doing. I know yeah. you hear all his calls and all the rest of it. Yeah, it's weird. Have you found the kind of. um that you know when he says something and he has barely even given you like an adjective or a noun and you kind of know exactly what he's talking about and you finish his thought about in in life just in general just like i found that from being you know with terry like she just she's like that thing you know i just and i know exactly what she's talking oh, we know about what she feels about the thing yeah you know yeah 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 i mean it's an interesting time this is totally separate to everything but like we went we moved in to this house at the same week as the pandemic started so when you're and if you judge it by how how relationships work at the time where we're supposed to be finishing up honeymoon and separating mm. and and to weave back in and out of each other's lives whatever we were intensely um wow cramped together so there has to be you have to do some work on that yeah it's weird uh, i mean it's difficult to say i i cuz i don't i don't have any boundaries and I kind of want, I, 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 like, I would have been with Terry being like, see me all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I would have been in my head being like, oh, God, why are we seeing each other? You know, like, I'm like that kind of, you yeah. know, very laid on thick. A friend of mine, when I worked um, in sales, he gave me this tip and he was like, um, here's how you get boundaries. Every third thing that they suggest you do, you, you decline. And, <laughs> really? Yeah. So they say like, oh, do you want to see my friends this weekend? Great. Do you want to hang out with my parents? Great. Um, do you want to go to my mate from college's thing? No, I'm busy. And every yeah, third okay. thing, every third thing, and then he still does it now. I think for having moved in with his with his partner, he just kind of he still has that kind of oh no, I do. I'm not around all the time. Yeah, but I feel like Terry would be much more on it on that kind of emotional yeah. side of things and be like, well, no, we're not seeing each other every single day. Yeah, no, she would. She would yeah. be. Yeah, she would be quite. Um, <laughs> yeah, she would. But it's weird the things, it's weird the things you can just kind of, I know we're talking about something completely different, but, mm. you know, you ever see it in relationships where people are like, oh, look, just help me. I just need help with structure. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, what is this prison, prison here, prison warden? You oh, know, yeah, people yeah, who yeah. kind of like turn away, they kind of snub the hand that uh, puts structure on, on you, you know. You tweeted something the other day about the, the something urge to, to solve her problems when yeah. she wants you to listen to the problems. Yeah. And I was like, I've heard of that before. As as a from a, like a feminist point of view of men always trying to solve the problem, and then I was like, that's not just a feminist thing or a women's thing. I was like, I need to be more mindful of that. Yeah, I was like, uh, we're both men in our relationship, but I'm like, I do it all the time. Raymond goes, this whoever, 
Maria just mm. emailed me and she said this and I'm like why don't you email back and say and I'm like that's not what he wants he wants me to go what a bitch does he like, that's what he wants I don't know I think so I think I, not all the time but I think sometimes I dismiss things because I'm like oh that's for straight people as if like <laughs> yeah, as if yeah. like gay people don't have the, uh, the exact same emotional investment in each other or whatever I sometimes dismiss it and go well that's for straight people to be worried about yeah. with me. Do with me. some things true some things yeah. yeah no I, I don't know I just have a I have a very bad very bad habit of um i just don't know i don't get the point of kind of um talking about something being awful you know oh yeah and i don't i i i just um but that's my that's my problem and i you know i just need to kind of sit and listen and kind of uh you know (laughs) that's healthy that's it i think just even that i that's my problem i have to just sit and listen that's what i think people make a big fuss nowadays about how to be better at being alive yeah they do yeah whereas actually some of it's just simple of like just keep checking yeah and it takes time at your own pace. Just keep checking. Am I doing enough? Am I, am I, like, sometimes I have to, like, really basic remedial things I'm catching myself on. I don't know whether it's pandemic, but I'm like, am I doing th- anything enough? Am I leaving this house enough? Yeah. I've become very cozy, very comfortable sitting at home, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. When was the last time I, like, did anything? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. And then, because we kind of stayed, between the two, the first two lockdowns, we kind of stayed doing nothing. Mm. I'm furious about it now. I'm like, there was like six cases. It was like, better stay home. I was like, get out, get drunk, have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, whatever. But like, yeah, did that. Like, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we're talking about that now. About generally keeping in a, a, the maintenance of yourself. Yeah. How do you, uh, <laughs> I was going <laughs> to, you can try and weave it back to scouts. <laughs> no, I was going to say, and I'm like, that's not worth. How do you rate your mental? How do you rate your current mental health uh, at the moment? I was going to say, but we don't need to talk about that. Well, I'll tell you. At the moment, I feel this is the thing. Now, I'm we joked at the beginning talking about like comedian, whatever. Yeah. But do you have this right now? And this doesn't have to be on record or whatever. Sure. It currently is being recorded, but whatever. Yes. Like there's bits where you go through and you're like, I met, I was actually going to ask this on Twitter and then I was like, I'm not doing that because I'm not. Twitter's obviously stupid. No, you're not. You're... But for people who. who maybe for anyone, whether it's a creative person or not, those bits where you go, m- weeks where you go, well, I'm not good at it. You just can't get through the sludge of going, oh, the doubt and the, and the con- not, not even doubt, fully convinced, mm. the badness. I'm not good at it. I'm not good at it. It's like, it's, I feel like the basic word for it is confidence. At the moment, I'm really going, oh, I have to get through. I have to, I'm, I know I'll stop feeling it. Yes. But at the moment, I'm like, I'm so bad at it. God, I'm so... What am I doing? Get another job. Like, something like that. Mm. That's what I'm thinking a lot about at the moment. I, I am. Um, I, I do... I have that now. But I will I will say, because this is my... And I don't even know how I rank my other hours that I have done. I mean, technically, this is my third. But the first one was just incredibly slapdash. And yeah. the second one was, like, what I have so far. Um, I've thought this every single... I think this every single time. And then it just... I just ramp up really quick close to a deadline and that's just kind of how I work. So this feeling that I'm doing nothing. I watched Limmy kind of talk about his writing process for Limmy's show and he, he he wrote, he had six months to write write it and he's like, you know, in the second season, he's like, so I just went to the cinema and I lived my life and I knew that there's a subconscious part of me that takes things in and mm. that is impo- as important as the kind of sitting down and staring at that blinking cursor that's asking you yeah, to yeah, fuck, yeah, yeah. write something right now, you idiot, <laughs> you know? Mm. So... Um, I still feel like that now, but it's it's dampened compared to the the other two where I was like, this yeah, is yeah, I'm yeah. an absolute fucking fraud. And I have to say as well, I have found because of more, um, I don't even want to say alternative comedians coming up, but because more kind of like 
viral comedians and video and sketch comedians are, are, are around and I've gotten to mm. know them. Um, I kind of feel like I have a more I have a better sense of humor with them than I do some kind of like, you know, and not to have, you know, <laughs> to slag anyone off. But like, I feel like I have more in common with them than the people who I would have been at stand up shows yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. three years ago. And I think that they also find they they find me funnier than those people found me who like three yeah, years ago yeah, doing stand up. Yeah. So I realized then that I wasn't actually shit. I just wasn't really I was well, I was sh- shitter, but um, I also wasn't around the people who liked that sort of thing. And yeah. I'm not for everyone, and everyone isn't for everyone. No, no, no. You know. Yeah, yeah. So those two things have kind of I don't know culled that that thing that I'm that I'm shit. You know. And I've all I'm also conscious of the fact. I think I talked about this in the pod before. That like I remember doing a show where I just finished the Sugar Club and it was a show, sold out show mm. and I was walking to get the Lewis and I saw you know a comedian had just finished like um, doing like the Inter mm. and I was all like look at them doing actual fucking comedy they're yeah, just having to yeah, do the yeah, Inter yeah, and I'm yeah, like yeah, me yeah. a sack of shit what's my and I'm like whoa 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 and just having to catch that and be like you know like why why am I valuing that over what you know just catch catching your brain mm. at those kind of moments as well which I've done just time. It's good to be on your own ass, though. It's good to be whipping yourself a little bit. I think it is. But I think some people are too it, soft. <laughs> some people do. No, but you know the whole like you know just uh, forgive yourself and allow everything. It's like, uh, that's okay to a point. I was kind of doing that in the last two years. I think I've gotten pretty lazy. I think I've gotten pretty lazy. But there has know? to be some discipline as there well. Has to be some discipline. There has to be some discipline. Yeah. That's why they call these things a discipline. Yes. Like, and I'm, I'm not saying comedy is on a par with um, like ballet discipline. Well, I'm. <laughs> It's not as it's not as it's not as demanding as that, yeah. but it is very. I don't know. It is very hard. I remember talking to Peter McGann over at some point on Instagram. He won't mind me saying, mm-hmm. um, but I, I said something like, oh, "I don't know." I putting up the videos. I get very. I be very nervous every single time, and then he was like, "Oh, here's your brother," and I was like, "He gets nervous." I'm like, "Of course he does. Everyone does." So, but I enjoy yeah. it a lot. Someone who I think is so like Peter is so clever and funny and and, yeah. and so cool. I think what he does on the internet and in real life, but like. And he was like, I was like, he's worried about it because I feel like he doesn't give a fuck. He just does his thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that and have and worked with him again after I like that. Learned that he like really cares about what he's doing. He really, but, but also what I love about Peter is he's, he's just he is such a fan. He is just such an enthusiastic fan. Mm. And that's not even him. Like he's not doing it just to chat to like he, he just cheers on everything. Mm. And, you know, he just, he, it lights a fire under him in the best possible way, you know, but it's never like, fuck that guy, you know. Isn't um, this nice that our scout, scout references are, are are now blocking up, are filling in this conversation? Yeah. He lit a fire under him. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. But so I actually did, I just on, lastly on that, I just, well, it doesn't have to be lastly, but I did have someone ask me because I was talking about um, the morning show, which I, which we're editing at the, at the moment, mm-hmm. which will be hopefully out soon, um, which I'll tell you more about off air. Um, and I was listening to some of the people who were in it, and uh, a friend of mine was like, who's the biggest asshole? Like, who's, of all those kind of, like, you know, internet comedians, who's who's the asshole? And I'm like, what's so amazing is no one's an asshole, because mm. we're all really sensitive bedroom comedians. Yeah. And we all kind of have the same kind of, like, you, you know, we don't really think we're better than anyone. Everyone thinks they're shit. I had, <laughs> yeah. I came home from that with no bitching to do. Yeah. I didn't, I couldn't give out about anybody. Yeah. And I, that's kind of fun sometimes. No, it is. Especially, yeah. like, I mean, it's nerve-wracking to work, go into a room with people, like eight people you haven't worked with before, some you haven't met before. It's a bit nerve-wracking. And then for it to go, to go real nice, was like, oh, wow, what a treat. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it is that thing of all like, oh, no, I'm the worst. He's the best. She's yeah. the best. I think that's why that's why it kind of works, because we're just like, are you are you terrified? Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but then some people are just cool. Emma Doran's really cool. No, she's she's cool. just really she's cool all the cool. time. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah. Like I did I, when we came the first gig back after the lockdowns, whatever. We had a, we did an hour long show together, half an hour each. And I was like, shitting, I've been working so hard trying to get it ready. Was so nervous. And I was like, I had tracks to play. Emma comes down literally five minutes before and she's like, hey, doesn't give a shit. She's just really cool. Not doesn't give a shit, but is just really mm. cool. I think she she has. She's had it a long time. Long she's had a long, long time. <laughs> she won't mind us saying this a long time. <laughs> no, but she also has that like that mam energy which is all like i've got a fucking hour here so i'm just i have this just there's no time to be faffing around with yeah, that yeah, shite yeah 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 me thinking that I, this isn't good i have to just do it you know and, it's more uh, important things to think about as well big time like there's other things going on yeah um well look i've taken a lot of your time yeah well i liked it i agree me too and um i do think we should get all the internet comedians out scouting and camping some time uh rte are you listening hello oh. Com- comedians go camping Oh my god! Let's make that. We actually, actually take that off let's the thing. Let's pitch it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Shane, have you anything you'd like to plug? Yes, I have a show coming up on, uh, in the Liberty Hall on the March twenty sixth. So if you don't have tickets for Tony that night, come and see me instead. Very um, excited. And tickets on Ticketmaster. There's not that many left, um, which Ooh. is good. I was quite relieved. I was like, I thought they were going to say you sold twelve, but they're like, no, there's there's very few left. So um, that is you, brilliant. You need to buy them now. Searching Shane Daniel Byrne on Ticketmaster.ie. And I can say based on what you've told me, some of the bits that are going to be in it is uh, it is a night to remember. Will be rather. I hope so. I think so. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think it's going to be great. Shane, thank you very much for coming to my house. Thanks for having me. What this is exciting for me. What a pleasure. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. <laughs>